Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you for that. God is so good. Looking forward to what the Lord's going to do tonight. This is my eighth service this week in four churches, but I'm ready to hit it one more time. I think we've got one more in us. My wife, I feel bad for her. She's got one more in her. We've been all over the nation this week. God has been doing great, great things, and I'm so glad to be with you. Give your pastor high honor. I really love him, and I hope you do too. I hope you're appreciative of a man of God. Amen. I appreciate him letting me uh, be an influence on his son's lives. I know that that's a high honor to, for any preacher to have a, a man of God, another man of God, ask them to, to help with their children in as far as the, the ministry. And that's something that's very humble of your pastor to do. And I, I take it very highly. And I pray for them all the time. And and I appreciate them. And you got some great, great preachers in this church. A lot of young preachers growing to be powerful. I'm watching Aiden over here. I'm like, my goodness, it's going to keep going, too. He's, he's got a Holy Ghost fire on him. I was a dirtbag when I was his age. <laughs> so he's, he's far ahead of me. And uh, congratulations to all the graduates. Uh, just so proud of you. Wonderful. And give honor to any... Uh, veterans, any soldiers that are here tonight, Memorial Day weekend. And uh, I've, this, this message is something the Lord has been telling me to preach all over America, and I feel to preach it here tonight. Um, it's more of an impartation. Uh, it's uh, just some, some keys in praying that I really feel like will help you, and uh, there will be there'll be some things that will happen tonight, okay? And I'm glad to have my princess with me and my two boys in the back, and Love them very dearly. She's the prettiest girl I've ever seen and ever will see. And, and she, I told the Muncie Church today, I said, wow, she walked in. I said, that's a beautiful dress. I'm a blessed man and a broke man because I'm noticing these new dresses she shows up in, and I'm sure I'm the one paying for them somehow. They just keep coming in the mail. <laughs> Praise God. I need some intercession. I'm also driving home alone tonight, I think, so... Amen. Isaiah 43, verses 18. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Isaiah 65. I'm looking at the wrong page. Isaiah 65, verse 23 and 24. Isaiah 65, 23 and 24, and then Daniel 9, 19 through 23. Isaiah 65, 23 and 24. Daniel 9. 19 through 23. Praise God. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble, for they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord and their offspring with them. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. I could put the microphone down right there. Someone could grab that verse and just walk away with it. That's a, that's a very powerful verse right there. God said, I can hear you before you even talk. Daniel 9, 19 through 23. O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. And whiles I was speaking and praying, Confessing my sin, the sin of my people Israel, and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God, for the holy mountain of my God, 
Yea, whiles I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am now, or I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. I want to preach to you tonight and just give you what the Lord has given me to give to this nation this season, a message entitled, While I Was Praying. While I Was Praying. It will happen tonight while we are praying. Things will happen tonight. When we hit the altar tonight, things will happen tonight in the spirit. While half you don't believe me still, it will happen tonight while we are praying. Something will break in the spirit tonight while we are praying. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's going to happen tonight. Say, miracles will happen this week. Tell them, out of nowhere, miracles are coming this week. Speak it in faith in the name of the Lord Jesus. I bind every demonic spirit that would hinder anybody from breaking through tonight and speaking what God has for them. I release faith in the atmosphere right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, bind any human spirit in rebellion against the word of God and release your glory and your power and your anointing in Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands one more time. Amen. You may be seated. I am the only one that's guilty of this, but I am guilty of praying and not expecting anything to happen while I'm praying. Yep, I thought I was the only one that was guilty of that. Still got some liars in here, I see. (laughs) I am guilty of praying and not thinking anything's actually going on while I'm praying. I am guilty of bringing needs to God and asking Him to come through and not actually thinking that while I'm praying, anything is actually going on in the heavens. I am guilty of being desperate with God a little bit and asking God to come through, hoping He does, but not actually thinking something's going on right now. There was a very powerful prophet that lived back in the 60s and 70s. His name was Verbal Bean. Verbal Bean was a man of prayer. He was a powerful man of prayer. would pray days and days and days, often had crazy encounters with God. Uh, There was one story that was so, I I may have told you before, where he was was praying about going somewhere to preach, and uh, the pastor called him for two years to go to preach there, and he wouldn't go, and God kept telling him no, and so finally, after two years, God said go, and so he calls the pastor and said, the Lord wants me to come uh, this week, Wednesday through Sunday, and he said, I want to come Monday, and I want to spend a couple of days in prayer at your church. I've never been to your town, but I want to pray at your church, and then I will uh, preach Wednesday through Sunday if it's what you want. He said, oh, please, I've been waiting for you to come. So the, the verbal bean goes there and gets the key under the mat at the church and prays for about 45 minutes on the third row, walks on the platform, prays on the platform for about an hour, going back and forth, walks over to the corner, prays over here, does this for about two days straight from Monday to Wednesday. Wednesday night, church starts, and they bring him in, and they bring him in to preach. 
and he walks up to the pulpit and he said, I got here Monday afternoon. I went to the third row right there and I prayed for 45 minutes. Then I walked over here and I prayed right here for an hour. Then I walked over here and prayed over here for an hour. He describes what he did. Then he said, as he's describing it, then the spirit took me out of the building. And we left the church parking lot and went one mile down to the left and took a right on such and such street. And then we went down that road one half of a mile and took a left on such and such street. And we passed the first four houses and we came to the fifth house. And he names the address of the fifth house. And he said, the, the spirit took me inside the house. It was a four bedroom house. We walked past the first three bedrooms to the fourth bedroom. There was a chest of drawers standing in the corner with five drawers. The third drawer was open. There was a bed and there was a dresser. And he said, I looked in the chest of drawers in, the, in, in, this, in this vision. He said, and there was three dead babies inside the drawers. And he said, three human spirits have been killed inside this house. And if you will confess whoever you are, revival will break out in this city. And if you will sit there, God will stop everything from happening in this city. It was the pastor's house. He had been molesting his three daughters for years in that house. And the devils of hell have tried to stop everything from happening. But a praying man showed up, and God revealed it. And after that happened, the pastor stood up and resigned that night, and 27 weeks of revival broke out. Reverbal being preached there 27 weeks straight. They brought in a new pastor. The revival was so hot. That is the kind of prayer life I'm talking about that he had. Okay? I can tell you all stories all night long, but this is about Jesus, not verbal being. But he did say there were two types of prayers that God answers. If you are tired of having unanswered prayers or unfulfilled promises, he said there are two types of praying that he knew to be true, and I have tested these, and I can tell you he was right. There are two types of channels you can get into in prayer that will bring answers to you. He said the first type of prayer that God answers is a memorial prayer. It's where you pray about something over and over and over. And even though it doesn't happen while you keep praying, if you keep putting prayers on it, sooner or later the miracle will come to pass. He said it was like a man that would go to a store and buy a suit on layaway and not be able to afford it. So he puts the suit on layaway and puts a little bit of money down. And the next time he gets paid, he walks in and puts some more money down. He leaves without the suit. He's just making payments on the suit. Then he goes back another time, puts some more money down, puts some more money down. And sooner or later, once he's paid off the suit, he can go in the last time, make the final payment, and take the suit home with him. Do you realize what that means in the spirit? That you can be two or three prayers short right now of a loved one coming back to God. And if you let hell tell you it's never going to happen, you'll leave something on layaway in the spirit that you've been making payments on. Your prayers are not in vain when you bring them to God continually over and over and over. That's what Cornelius did. The Bible said he prayed so much, the angel told him, your prayers have come up as a memorial before God. My grandpa just died last month unexpectedly of a heart attack or, or heart aneurysm at 83 years old, healthy as a, as a horse, and had chest pains at dinner, and two hours later, he was gone, just crazy. And grandpa uh, had, had two boys, my dad and my, and my uncle, who's older than my dad. My uncle's 63 years old. My grandma and grandpa prayed for my uncle his entire life. He's never been in church his whole life, and 63 years. And a month or two before grandpa died, he went down and saw my uncle, and they took him to 
church and my uncle liked it and started going and then grandpa dies out of nowhere and then uncle scott went to alaska where the funeral was and we were gonna have the funeral on thursday on wednesday night i was up there obviously for the funeral so i preached and uncle scott came down to the altar and raised his hands and god filled him with the holy ghost I'll tell you what that is. That's a memorial prayer. 63 years. He was making payments on it. He died before it happened. But God was not about to let those prayers be in vain. Even though he did not see it, God still fulfilled the answer. Someone ought to keep declaring victory in your loved one's house, in your family's house. You may not be able to see it, but if you can keep making payments in the spirit, God is going to honor what you've prayed for. That's a memorial type of prayer. And the other type of prayer that gets answered, he said, is a current prayer. A current prayer is something that you don't have 63 years, for instance, to wait for God to come through. You need God to intervene now. This is not something that whenever you get around to it, God, I appreciate. I'm just making another payment and believe you're going to come through. This is something you need God to do now. So you pray with more desperation when you have a current prayer. When it's a memorial prayer, you bring it up to God because you're being faithful with that burden, with that need. But when it's a current prayer, you have to have an answer from God. A current prayer requires desperation. It requires intensity. Don't tell me you're praying a current prayer if you're really not uh, passionate and you're really not intense and you're really not desperate when you pray. You really don't care if it happens or not if you have a ho-hum, patty-cake-me-Jesus prayer. But when you need a miracle, when all hell is breaking loose, you gotta. there's, there's a vein of prayer you know how to tap into. Everybody in here could tap into a vein of prayer if the right situation came along and current prayers are prayers you need God to intervene in now and what he said is this is how God hears you he hears these types of prayers and he answers those types of prayers what God is showing me is not only does he answer these prayers he can answer them while you are praying Yeah, remember Hezekiah? Isaiah said, God said, set your house in order. You're going to die. And Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and repented. And the preacher was walking out of the palace. And God said, go back and tell him, I've just given him 15 more years. What's that called? That's called while Hezekiah was praying, God was already sending an answer. Elijah was going to pray for God to send down fire, but he got 63 words into that prayer meeting, never even asked for the request yet, just kept building up praise momentum, and God interrupted Elijah's prayer meeting and sent fire out of heaven because we serve a God that can hear you and interrupt you while you're praying and answer that prayer. I oh, I'm feeling it now. I said, I have a God that can hear you and interrupt you. Well, why do I need to pray then? Praying doesn't help God hear you. Praying helps you hear you. Praying helps you vocalize what's in your spirit. But make no mistake about it. He knows what you have need of before you even ask. But why you say it is to let the spirit world know, I'm declaring my need is going beyond me into the heavens where God can hear me and answer my prayer 
I told you before that Jonah waited three days to pray inside the whale. Like I said, he's lucky God didn't send a shark. Just three days, and you won't pray? Some people have so much pride. They must fix it themselves. They cannot admit, I need help. Cannot admit, I need an answer I do not have the solution to. And the Bible said, when Jonah prayed, the next verse, and God spake to the fish. What happened? Instantly. Here's our problem in North America. We believe God can. We just don't expect him to. Remember when Peter was in prison and James had just been executed and Peter's in the jail cell and the church starts praying all night long? And while they're praying, there's an angel already in the cell getting Peter out of prison, gets him out of the, out of the, out of the prison ward and, and he goes to the house and they're still praying and he knocks on the door. Hello, who is it? It's Peter. Can't be. We're praying for a miracle. We're believing God. Tomorrow morning, God's going to come through. Tomorrow morning, God's going to interrupt. Tomorrow, somehow along the way, the king is going to change his mind. Tomorrow morning, God's going to change things. We're giving God the praise for it. That's because we have God in such a box. You ready for this little nugget? We judge the speed of God answering our prayers by our past experiences with God. Well, this is the fastest he's ever come through before. One time I prayed, and three days later, something happened. So that's the speed he operates with me. That's the problem. Our thoughts are not as high as his thoughts. And our ways are not as high as his ways. But oftentimes we think our thoughts are as high as his thoughts, and our ways are as high as his ways, and we know what God's speed really is. And so they're saying it's not going to happen at least until tomorrow. And that's the problem with people. We've got God on a time clock saying, this is when you're going to come through. And when he doesn't do it in our timing, we get frustrated. It's not that he wants to do it later. Some of us need to get God out of our little box and say, wait a second. Is it possible that God wants to answer me faster than what I think he's going to answer me? I didn't think we'd get much help on that. So let me just tell you what's happened in the last eight and a half weeks if you don't have any faith that God's hearing people. Started in Florida when a 12-year-old girl eight weeks ago came to the altar with scoliosis and she had a huge hump in her back and she had never touched her feet. And in the altar call, no preacher laid hands on her. No one walked down and tried to ask for God to come through. And I preached this message while I was praying. I think it was the first time I preached it. And when I preached it, I had no, I mean, I had stories from years ago, miracles, but I had nothing happening at the moment where God's going to do something right now. So I just preached and told you those Bible stories. And this little girl walks up with her bent over back and starts worshiping God. And while she was praying, some of you aren't going to clap on this. But the hump disappeared. 
And when the hump disappeared, she reached down and touched her feet. You've come too late to tell me that God cannot heal scoliosis in a second because I saw him do it with my eyes. Same service. They wheeled the lady up in a wheelchair. She had heard about the revival at that church, and she had never been to a service before. And she wanted the Holy Ghost, and we prayed, and man, God filled her instantly. She began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And when she got done speaking in tongues, I said, do you want to try to walk out of that wheelchair? And she said, absolutely. I said, well, that's, that's what I like right there. And so I pulled one arm, and the other guy pulled the other arm, and she had her feet all crooked like this and she tried to walk and she was kind of leaning on us and we were walking and we were telling the people to pray and the people were really yelling and worshiping and then all of a sudden I could hear this elderly lady screaming and I thought what's going on is she okay and I leaned down and I realized she wasn't screaming in pain she was prophesying and I was like what oh I would ooh. that's what needs to happen in this church some guests need to start prophesying right in front of some people that don't pray and she started prophesying, and I leaned down and said, what are you saying? And she said, I'm saying, by his stripes, I shall be healed. 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 When she got to the corner, she dropped my arm and she dropped his arm and she began to walk freely because we have a God that can answer us while we are praying. Somebody clap your hands. It's starting to move in here. So we went from there to Merced, California. And we were at Bishop Emery's church, and there was song service took off. And all of a sudden, there was this big commotion over here on the front row. I, what I didn't know was there was a 57-year-old lady, born deaf, on the front row watching the sign language stuff. No one prayed for her. No preacher laid hands on her. She just started raising her hands and worshiping God. In the song service. And while she was praying, she began to scream. As for the first time in her life, her ears popped wide open. And the first sound she ever heard was the sound of music and worship going up to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It happened while she was praying. Oh, we're, we're just building same service a lady came to the altar probably in her mid-80s she wanted the holy ghost we prayed she got the holy ghost like that sister emory prayed her through for 10 minutes and when she got done we were rejoicing and the lady said i don't think you understand i've been praying for the holy ghost since 1959 <laughs> i was like my dad was born in 1959 that's a long time <laughs> And she said, I prayed and hoped and left every time without it. But I made up my mind. I'm coming down there tonight, and I want to pray, and God's going to give it to me. And when she started praying, same service, laying a wheelchair over there in the corner. 
Doctor said she'd never walk again. Hadn't walked in four years. They pulled her out of the wheelchair and she started walking real slowly across the front. You know, people sometimes, and I've, I've seen this so many times, some people, when they get out of wheelchairs, they, they're healed and some people, they go back to the wheelchair. And she walked across and the, the bishop was holding her arm and she was praying and she was in pain and she, start, she stopped and made that turn. And I, I knew exactly she was heading back to that chair. And she got about halfway across the front and the bishop dropped her arm and went behind her. And I don't know what he did in the spirit. He just went like this in Jesus' name. And instantly her back went and she raised her hands and she began to dance across the front. She was instantly healed. Still not enough for some people. So we went, I'll keep going. The next week went to Modesto, California. Prayed the prayer of faith and preached this and said, if you have faith that God can do a miracle now, and he'll answer you while you're praying. Prayed the prayer of faith. People were healed. First lady came on the platform, was blind in her left eye. Blind and blood had completely filled the eye. And she, on the altar, just raised her hands, and no one touched her. There's a theme here, a little thread here. We're thinking it's the preachers that have to lay hands on us for stuff to happen. It's because your faith is in preachers and not God. Take, take the pressure off the preacher and put your faith in God, and you'll see miracles happen through the preacher and through other things because it's not the preacher. He's just the container God is using. Her eye was filled with blood. She was blind in it. She simply raised her hands and started worshiping God. When she opened her eye, she could see clearly there was no blood in her eye at all. Let me tell you about a God that can hear you while you're praying. That happened over there, up here on the choir loft. At the same moment was a 20-something-year-old girl with a big old knot in her neck. She put her hand back to pray for the knot, and when she touched it, there was no knot there because we have a God that said, I can hear you before you call. I can answer you while you are speaking. And they brought Tony up to me. Tony was 22. I said, hey, buddy, what's your name? He said, my name is Tony. He said, I got to tell you what just happened to me. I said, okay. He said, you mind if I show you a picture of what happened to me? I said, okay, it's Sunday night. He said, Thursday night. Look at this. I crashed my bike at 90 miles per hour. He said, look at the, look at the wounds. I mean, it was disgusting. His legs were covered in blood. His motorcycle was mangled. God was the only reason that kid was alive. And he said, I heard about the service, and they brought me in. I could barely move. And he said, they sat me down. I was in such pain. And he said, while you were preaching, he said, I thought to myself, when he's done preaching, I'm going to have someone take me down there and have them pray for me for God to heal me. He said, you won't believe me. I'm new at this. He said, you won't believe me. I said, what? He said, as soon as I thought that. He said, something came over me and touched my body. He said, you're not, you're going to think I'm crazy, but all the wounds have disappeared. They're not on my legs at all. Let me tell you about a God that can hear you. I'm going to get some of you full of doubters. God can hear you while you pray. Somebody shout hallelujah.
Went from there to Ohio. Prayed for a man that was blind. Prayed for him every time I went there for the last couple years. Nothing's ever happened. Walks with a, a blind stick. Stick there leading, helping him. Can't see a thing. Prayed for him this time. Nothing happened. And there was this 18-year-old young preacher that was following me around. He was following me around. Come here, buddy. And I'd go pray over here, and I'd turn around. He'd be right there. And I'd go pray for someone over here. I'd turn around. He'd be right there. I'd go pray over here, and I'd turn around. He'd be right there. I was like, man, this kid is stalking me. And I went and prayed for the blind guy, and nothing happened. And I looked, and he was right there. I said, maybe Jesus wants to use him to heal him. See, where we go wrong is we think we need to pray for the sick. Jesus said, heal the sick. I'm going to let that sink in a second. He didn't say, go pray for him. I'm not done with you, dude. He said, go heal him. In other words, use what's in you already. When you pray, when you're asking God to do it, you feel like you don't have it. But if you've got authority, he's saying, what you've got on the inside, just release it. Be healed. Instead of, oh, God, heal him. Be healed. I took the kid's hand, and the blind guy stood. I put the kid's hand on the blind guy's eyes. I said, pray. And when the kid started praying, I walked back to the platform. I said, thank you, Jesus. About a minute later, the kid ran up here on the platform. He said, you're not going to believe this. He said, I took my hand off his eyes, and he was reading the screen completely normal. God has opened his eyes. If you're 15, if you're 10, God wants to use you. God can anoint your hands. God can anoint your mouth. And while you're praying... And from there to Atlanta, Georgia, a man with hearing aids could barely hear out of his ears. We started praying. Ears popped wide open. Enough about physical miracles. There's other things happening. I tell you about the guy in Nashville that, that he uh, hadn't heard from his daughter in three years. Came to the altar worshiping God. And while he was praying, his phone rang. He looked down. And his daughter was calling him on the phone. I could tell you about the guy in Barberton, Ohio, a couple weeks ago that hadn't heard from his son in, I think it was over a year. And so he heard these stories, and he walked up to the altar. And this is what he did. He said, I just started thanking you, God. I thank you, Lord, for letting me hear from my son. Got to his car, called his mom. Hey, Mom, we had great church. She said, yeah, guess what happened during church? He said, what? She said, your son called. He booked a ticket. He's coming to see you this week. Coincidence? I think not. But let me tell you what happened Wednesday, three days ago. I was preaching in San Jose a few months ago, and a couple came up to me, and, he, and I know him, and he's a, he's a, powerful, he's a powerful man in the church, and he's, a, he's not a friend of mine, but we're becoming friends. He's a very, very powerful man of prayer, and he tells me a few months ago, he said, hey, bro, he said, my wife in her first marriage, she said, they had two kids. He said, three years ago, they had like, they had like five or six kids, but his wife had two other kids from her first marriage. He said, she lost the kids to the guy. The guy denounced God, hates church, has attacked us. He said, after we got the kids, literally, we have not seen the kids, but once or twice a year. He said, my wife is tormented. He made up all these things in the courtroom and got away with it. He said, 
We've got a court date coming in a few months. We don't have any proof. We just need God to intervene. I said, I'll help you, I'll help you pray. I said, I told him to fast. He fasted 10 days. Tuesday, he texts me and said, Josh, just want to remind you, tomorrow's the court date, 8.30 in the morning, California time. Okay, so it's 11.30 our time. I was in Muncie. I said, okay, I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to pray for that. God's going to take care of it in Jesus' name. Well, I preached that night. Crazy stuff happened. When I got up the next morning to pray at the house, I forgot about that. I forgot to pray about that. The day went on. I went to the church about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it hit me. You forgot to pray for Nathan, for his wife's two kids. I was so mad at myself. I started repenting to God. I said, God told him I'd get up and pray for his family, and I didn't. And the Lord said, intercede now. I said, but this is already done with. That was three or four hours ago. This is already intercede now. So I just began to intercede. And I texted him. I said, Nathan, praying. He said, bro, the judge just went into his chambers to decide who gets the kids. I said, okay. I said, what's the judge's name? He told me the name. I said, thank you. I began to wail and travail for this judge who I've never seen, never met. But I began to pray that angels would go into that chambers and deal with him. An hour later, Nathan called me. He said, Josh, you're not going to believe this. He said, we went into the courtroom this morning. Our attorney said, you need an absolute miracle. He said, you don't have enough evidence to overturn it. It's because the guy doesn't love God and doesn't let his kids go to church and all this thing. You don't have enough proof to get him back. And he said, the judge told us the same thing when he went to the chambers, Josh. You don't have enough evidence for me to overturn this. But when he came out of the chambers, he said, I was in there, and I changed my mind for some reason. And I've decided to give you your kids back to you. Let me tell you where that happened. That happened in the sanctuary. I know where I was at when I tapped in. And when I tapped in, I knew that God was doing something at that moment. I've got a hold of something, whether you want it or not. I'm trying to give it to everywhere I go. There is a dimension of prayer where God answers prayers. He does miracles out of nowhere. But you've got to have a level of faith that expects him to come through. Stand to your feet. I'm done telling stories. I've got more stories, but I'll leave them out. You're going to pray something tonight, and when it happens Thursday or Wednesday, make sure you rejoice and know that it happened tonight. The angel told Daniel, we heard you the first time. In fact, the commandment came forth as soon as you started praying. While you were praying, the commandment came forth. Who's got a current prayer? Three people, six people, 20 people, 30 people. Who's got a memorial prayer? Let me ask you something. Is it possible for you to get faith out tonight that believes that while you're praying tonight, answers will start forming and coming to you? Is it possible for someone to believe God that while I'm praying, he's going to my job right now behind the scenes at work and dealing with that situation that I cannot deal with right tonight.
No. Is there anyone? That can have faith before next Sunday, the answer is going to come. That before you go to the house, something will activate in heaven. And if you do, I want you to come to the altar and not be pa- and not be passive, and not hold back, and not be quiet and think. I want you to begin to pray with urgency, because the prayers that are getting a- answered are people that are praying, not caring who's around them, not caring what people think about them. But I've got a need, and I need you to intervene. It's up to God to answer it, but it's up to you to have the faith that He can do it right now while I'm praying. Someone could be healed right now. Someone could get an answer right now from God. Someone could get a miracle tonight. Someone could go to their job tomorrow and their mind be blown. Because we have a God that hears us while we pray now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I ask or think. Come on, pray. Call a loved one's name out. Call a situation out. Give details to Jesus. Give details in faith. Praise him in advance. 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 Thank him for it. I thank you this is on the way. I thank you the angels are bringing this to me. I thank you for this miracle. I thank you for that open door. I thank you for that connection. I thank you for that peace. I thank you for that breakthrough. I worship you in advance. I'm dropping off some keys tonight. I'm dropping off some keys for your prayer life. I'm dropping off some keys to a couple of channels. They're not really traveled very much. Most people don't go down these veins. They get tired after after a few memorial prayers and they stop praying for their family and they leave the miracle on layaway and they never bring it home. And there's others that have a desperate need but really don't think God would actually hear them and so they just leave it there in their mind. They leave it there in their house. They leave it there in in their thoughts and they never get broken and they never get serious. But I'm here to drop off two keys tonight that will get you some answers if you want them. It's time to pray some memorial prayers and it's time to pray some current prayers it's time to get a hold of God because you have a God that can hear you while you're praying his ear is not deaf his arm is not short his power is unmatched he wants to help you I curse the season of darkness and I speak light in the name of Jesus. I speak a season of favor in the name of the Lord to break loose. I speak a season of favor. I curse the darkness in the name of Jesus. I speak light. I command the weeping to stop. Joy is coming in the morning. Joy is coming in the morning. Joy is coming in the morning. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody pray in power. Somebody pray in faith somebody declare your miracle God is going to do it that's it 
Speak it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Speak it in Jesus' name. And while you're praying, while you're praying, there's a God that's listening to you right now. He's not some God that can barely hear you. He's right, he's right above you right now. He's listening to you. He knows exactly what you're saying. Okay. Keep praying. And when the heaven gets open, I will let you know. In a moment, the heaven is going to open. I feel in the Holy Ghost, you'll feel a rush coming here. There'll be a heaven open. There'll be a liberty for you to go after it. When the heavens open and you pray under an open heaven, miracles happen. Lord Jesus, I take authority over the spirit world right now. Any demonic power that's in the way of anybody breaking through for their miracle right now. I curse it by the blood of Jesus and by the word of God and by the name of Jesus and by the Holy Ghost that's inside of me. I take authority over any spirit in the way right now of people declaring their miracle. Release a prophetic faith. Release prophetic praying inside of people. Pray through people right now. Speak your power. Declare what you're able to do, oh God. Starting to crack open. Here we go. She cut up a rushatai. Let the heavens open. Let the heavens be open. Let there be no barriers. Let there be no flesh in the way. Let there be no limitations. Come on. Pray under an open heaven. Get a God concept. Pray under an open heaven. Pray under an open heaven. An open heaven. God hears you. I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you in a blessing. You don't have room enough to receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Tap into this channel of prayer. Tap into this channel when your supplications meet answers. It's because you've tapped into current praying. It's because you've broken through. You've broken through flesh. You've broken through pride. You've broken through dignity. And you're saying, I'm laying it all on the altar right now. I'm laying it all on the altar tonight. I hear the sound of waters. I hear the sound of waters. I hear the sound of waters. Yes. I hear the sound of waters. I hear the sound of waters. People praying. I hear the sound of waters. He said, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now spring forth. There's rivers coming in the wilderness. There's streams coming in the desert. Let the river roll. the waters roll. Let the answers flow in the name of Jesus. I here to declare in the spirit that you're going to tap into a season of answered prayers. You're going to tap into a season of open doors. You're going to tap into a season where God answers before you ask. Where God makes calls for you. Where God speaks in rooms that you can't speak. Where God ministers in a way you can't even fathom. Don't analyze how it happens. Don't sit there and try to figure it out. Just worship him for it happening. Just worship him for it happening. Just worship him for it happening. 
Someone's going to get a miracle right now. Someone's going to get a miracle right now. Someone's going to get a miracle right now. In the name of Jesus, by the authority of the word of God, and by the power that's in the name of Jesus, release creative miracles right now, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, in marriages, in homes, with lost children, with situations with saved children. I bind every devil trying to cause division. Release unity. Heal those that are broken. I come against the spirit of bitterness. I curse it in Jesus' name. While we're praying, someone's going to change their mind. Someone's going to change their heart. Someone's going to change their mind. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, shut up. Someone's changing their mind that you're praying about. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Young people, go get it. Young people, go get it. Preachers, go get it. Elders, go get it. Saint of God, go get it. Guests, go get it. Go get you a miracle. Go pray in faith. Go prophesy to a mountain. Go speak to something. I'm tired of carrying things bigger than me. Speak to it in the name of Jesus. I can't carry the whole world on my shoulders. Let there be a breakthrough. Somebody get like Jabez and pray. God, enlarge my coast. Strengthen me. Come on, Jabez. Come on, Jabez. Come on, Jabez. Pray that prayer. Enlarge their coast. Enlarge their coast. Increase their influence. Give them favor in high places. Give them favor where they've been defeated. Give them favor where they've been cursed. I speak to a judge right now. While I was praying, it happened. While they were praying, it happened. While you are praying, it's going to happen. Don't be shocked when you get the phone call. Don't be shocked when you get the email. Don't be shocked when the pain is gone. Don't be shocked when they say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I said. Don't be shocked. We have a God that does exceeding abundantly. Come on, Frankfurt, tap in. Come on, CLC, tap in. Come on, CLC, tap in. Tap into a deeper level of prayer. Tap into a walk with God that scares hell. Tap into a dimension where you expect prayers to be answered. Hope doesn't do it. Faith does it. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. 
without faith it's impossible to please God he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him Come on, somebody needs to meet God as your rewarder. That means boss in the Greek. That means your employer. You need to meet God as your rewarder. He's in charge of your finances. He's in, I feel the Holy Ghost. He's in charge of your family making it. Come on, God's your employer. He's your rewarder. You need to meet the rewarder. Meet the rewarder. Stop praying and expecting negative outcomes. Start praying and declaring and expecting things to change. It's not going to fall apart. It's not going to end. It's not going to break down. God is going to come through. God is going to get the last word. God is going to stamp his approval on your ministry, on your church, on your family. God is going to bless you. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. And the Lord is on your side. And if God be for you who can be against you